Greetings, everybody. You're now listening to Website Magazine's Web Success Podcast. I'm Pete Prestipino, founder, editor, and analyst at the publication, and here's how the show works. Each Web Success Podcast features briefs on the most popular recent articles at WebsiteMagazine.com and addresses the most pervasive challenges faced by internet professionals today. What we hope to accomplish in this and every show is to provide listeners with actionable, useful information and guidance they can use to achieve web success. This is week three of 2018. So what's new in and around the net? There's simply no question about it. Retailers are finally realizing that data-driven personalization is critical to their success, and there's an increasing amount of investment in the practice to prove it. Personalization platform TrueFit, for example, which caters to apparel and footwear retailers, just announced a new $55 million Series C investment led by Georgian Partners. TrueFit indicated they will use the funding to continue developing their AI data platform and further advance their personalized style, fit, and analytics solutions, which Website Magazine actually covered um, first time back in 2014. It does not appear too rosy for those outside of the e-commerce realm, however. Most of the web is funded through advertising and the sharing of user data, but the General Data Protection Regulation, or GDPR, which goes into effect on May 25, 2018, and the, and the ensuing e-privacy regulation, could prevent businesses from processing and sharing that data without users' explicit consent. Fortunately, there are some solutions emerging which aim to provide an alternative to the data-based advertising models that are currently at risk. Berlin-based Content Pass, for example, recently announced the GDR-compliant privacy solution designed for digital media and content providers. The offering will enable web content publishers to offer banner-free and tracking-free browsing, the latter being a major GDR compliance protocol, without losing revenue. The content solution is essentially a subscription-based service that pays, pays publishers the average CPM rate charged on a given website. Less tracking will certainly have a positive impact on the web experience for users, however, and as any good digital native can tell you, a web experience that loads quickly is increasingly essential. As online publishers turn to Google's fast-loading, data-saving AMP offering, however, they're quickly realizing that it may not be all that it's been promised. The URL for an AMP site, for example, shows the Google.com URL and an AMP folder before showing the actual publisher's URL. What is happening here is that Google starts loading the page before a user has actually decided to visit. Google is essentially serving as the middleman in this instance, but the company is reportedly taking some steps to eliminate that URL prefix, which some argue is not appealing to consumers, at least in its mobile search apps. In the latter half of 2018, though, Google indicated that it expects to be able to remove the AMP signature from URLs in Chrome and other smartphone browsers, too. Google is doing that by working on a new version of the AMP cache based on the emerging web packaging standard. While the adoption rate of AMP is growing, websites are still suffering from some fundamental SEO problems. Duplicate content, or different versions of identical content on a website, for example, can create major problems for search engines and the optimization professionals whose responsibility it is to rank those websites' pages. One of the leading causes of duplicate content, believe it or not, can actually be caused by one single digital character, the trailing slash, also known as a hash mark. It's anyone's guess why search engines can't figure this out on their own, but the fact remains that if websites have an inconsistent linking practice and structure, then it could result in problems, big problems in fact, for their SEO efforts. Google's John Mueller addressed this issue in a tweet last month, which clarifies some of the confusion around the trailing slash. Mueller indicated that while having a slash on a root or host name does not matter, 
having a slash elsewhere does, as they are different URLs. For example, website.com forward slash directory forward slash is not the same as website.com forward slash directory. Web workers, marketers, and designers in particular, could soon find themselves with more time to optimize the digital experience. Content Square, a UX analytics platform, just announced the launch of its new AutoZone product offering, an artificial intelligence-based recognition algorithm that changes how online data is collected by replacing the manual process of content tagging and tag configuration with automatic element identification. AutoZone essentially enables marketers to set up content elements throughout the Content Square interface using AI. This could entirely eliminate the need to physically place unique tags on each individual page element before they can answer related customer journey questions, and will likely be welcomed by anyone that's ever spent an hour upon hour doing this manually. As a result of the new feature, Content Square suggests that digital teams' time will be freed up to work on improving UX and reporting results, understanding why customers are not converting and making necessary fixes. Online fraud attempts in the U.S. during the 2017 holiday shopping season, according to benchmark data from ACI Worldwide, increased by 22%. The report revealed that fraud attempts were highest on Thanksgiving Day, Christmas Eve, and December 21st, the cutoff day for getting items express shipped in time for the holiday. The 22% increase also coincides with a 19% increase in overall transactions during the holiday shopping season. As e-commerce growth continues, the company suggested that merchants must remain proactive in their efforts to identify weak points in their omni-channel payment process as higher order activity volume means an increase in opportunities for criminals to take advantage. And one more Alphabet Google-related item. The company has implemented stricter criteria for YouTube publishers that will impact who is eligible to run ads on videos. For the unfamiliar, the YouTube Partner Program allows content creators to place ads alongside their videos and generate revenue. To qualify for the Partner Program in the past, the bar was actually quite low. YouTube users, in fact, only had to meet a threshold of 10,000 total views across all their videos. The new requirements, however, are considered by many to be far stricter and will apply to both new and existing members of the program. The most notable change is that total views is no longer a criteria at all. In its place, YouTube is now requiring that channels have a minimum of 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time within the past 12 months, before being able to display ads. The new requirements are currently in place for new applicants and will be enforced for existing members of the partner program starting on February 20th, 2018. Google also indicated they will be monitoring negative signals such as community strikes, spam, and other abuse flags. And if a channel is found to be repeatedly or egregiously violating those guidelines, then it will be removed from the program. Hey, that's all we have for today. Thanks so much for listening to Website Magazine's Web Success Podcast.